This is the Loving Life Podcast, coming from a parent's perspective, where we take a look at the past, the present, and discuss what the future has in store for all of us. Welcome to the Loving Life Podcast. Hey there, hi there, ho there, it's Charlie, and a very special edition of the Loving Life Podcast. Uh, Most recently just did a trip to Memphis out at St. Jude and had an amazing experience out there. Uh, Not only learned so much more about the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, but uh, got to meet some great people. And one of the people uh, that I've been working with for a little while here in the market, her name is Jessica Hall. And uh, she's kind of our liaison with St. Jude and helps us uh, put together um, different types of promotions and fundraising events. Um, She's responsible, along with her team, of helping our sister station, Camel at 107.9, do their uh, big charity uh, project, which is called Radiothon in December. Uh, And it's an absolutely amazing event. Um, uh, Now, it was about six years ago, I think, that I was out uh, to visit Memphis and St. Jude uh, for the first time and see the hospital. Um, some things have changed. Obviously, in six years, lots more clinical trials, lots more research, lots more cures have been found. Uh, but uh, it was a very, very special weekend. And before I left, I had an opportunity to sit with uh, Jessica. Now, mind you, and I want you to please bear with me and please forgive the sound quality because I recorded it on my phone and uh, I could I didn't want to miss the moment. Jessica is such an amazing person. Uh, so I'm at uh, the airport with Jessica. We're getting ready to come back, and our flight got delayed for an hour. Um, then she's based out here in Phoenix, too, so she was on the plane with us, but it was my opportunity to sit down before we got on that plane and talk a little bit about her experience and uh, to get a little bit more insight on St. Jude, and uh, this is how it went. So it's gate C10, Memphis Airport, and just getting done with an amazing weekend, spending some time with the uh, kids from St. Jude and St. Jude Children's Research Center, and I get to sit here with the wonderful Jessica Hall. Hello. What is your official title? My official title is Development Representative. Is that on your business card? It is. It is. Soon to be. Soon to be. Yes. All right, so you've been recently promoted. Yes. How, how do you like your job? I am in love with my job. Right. I, um, I find myself I'm very grateful every sure. day. Right. Um, I truly enjoy it, and I enjoy the mission, and I um, love the people I work with, and I feel inspired every day. You know, inspiration is a good thing. So what inspired you to get in, into this? I mean, it's it's not every day that you get to be part of something that's just so much bigger. What? Uh, how did you get into it? Yeah, so my parents have always been heavily involved in philanthropy and, and giving back um, in various ways that I just knew that I wanted to be a part of something bigger. Right. Um, so when I was in college, I interned at a, interned at a few different organizations. Where'd you go to school? Arizona State University. Ah, ASU. Yes. Um, so I knew when I graduated I wanted to do something that was beyond, you know, me. Right. Um, so I had the opportunity to work for a few great organizations, nonprofit organizations, one of them being Make a Wish mm-hmm. and their national offices yeah. in Phoenix. Um, so I, that's, I a big, that's a big one. Yeah, it's a it's a really great organization and 
while I was there, we had a local patient who was also a St. Jude patient. Right. Um, and so I got to know them, and I got to know their story, and right. that really inspired me. Um, St. Jude is an industry leader. So I actually work for American Lebanese and Associated Charities, which mm-hmm. is the fundraising organization for right. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Altac. So yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is the fundraising organization for the hospital, but um, it is very highly regarded in the nonprofit space. So if you're working for a nonprofit organization, right, I would like to say that it's kind of the top tier. That's yeah. Who you want, yeah. You want top next stuff. They treat us so well. Um, so, yeah, I, there happened to be a position available in my area, so it wasn't meant to be. Right. Um, now, are they all, is there someone like you in every market? And how, I mean, how does that work? Because, I mean, it, it, one of the things that people talk about a lot is, well, St. Jude's in Memphis, Tennessee. You know, so, you know, they get the things in the mail, they see the commercials on television, and they're like, okay, well, why are we all supporting hospital in Memphis, but you guys are all over the place. We are all over Yes. So we're, we're in the United States. We're across the world. Um, but my position, we have specialists with fundraising offices in 25 markets, mm-hmm. um, mostly major markets, but we have a presence all over the U.S. Right. Uh, and we're, I have the, the pleasure of working with our local partners, so mm-hmm. they're supporting the mission of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, um, similar to how Intercom supports right. uh, St. Jude through a radio phone. We do sure. multiple fundraising events around our region that I support, so mm-hmm. we have local partners um, from anywhere from pin-up campaigns to radiothons to right. dinner fundraising events and mm-hmm. uh, one of our bigger events in Phoenix is our walk around to end childhood cancer which is every September during childhood cancer awareness month right so we're all over the board but uh, yeah so we're in we're across the United States but um, the hospital is in Memphis mm-hmm. it's a research hospital so the research that's being done in Memphis is being used in your local community. We share our research freely. So if someone in Phoenix is sick mm-hmm. and they get sent to St. Jude, um, they can be sent back if they're well enough to go back to their hometown and get support from St. Jude that, uh, that via, via that uh, whole process. Correct, yeah. So we see about 8,500 patients a year, mm-hmm. and most of them are outpatient. Right. Procedures. So um, they're coming once a year to the hospital to get their checkups. If they're well enough to leave the hospital and take their chemotherapy through a form, they can go to their local community and do that. Um, so yeah, they are, they're able to they're able to go home and, and be in their familiar setting that's right. still being supported sure. by the research that's being done at Now, the, the fundraising is just what's so amazing. I mean, it's like that's a main thing of what you guys do, and I, I would have to assume that's why you're all over the country and in different regions is because it's just nonstop fundraising. Because when patients come to the hospital, there are no bills, so there, there's a lot of fundraising that has to happen to make this hospital operate. Yeah, so our most recent number um, 
it costs about two point eight million dollars a day mm-hmm. to fund the hospital right. going. So that's you know, if you do the math, that's over a billion dollars a year that we're needing to fundraise. Right. Uh, Danny Thomas, our founder, mm-hmm. his mantra was he would rather have one million people donate one dollar and mm-hmm. have the awareness of the organization and the research that's being done than just one gift of a million dollars. Right. And I think that says something. Our average donation is forty dollars. Right. So um, that's amazing. It's amazing. So it's it's coming from everyday people. It's we have some really great big partnerships. Thank you so much. Good to see you. Yeah. We'll see you in a few weeks. Good to see you too, man. Thanks for coming out. Bye. Some of the radio people are just walking by, so if you're listening to the podcast, there's people all over the place walking. So, and Jessica, you're so popular. <laughs> there's Tim. <laughs> you're so popular. No, no. Um. It was just about fundraising. We were talking about how much it costs to run the hospital and how much people donate. And yeah. Do you go to the hospital a lot? Do you go visit a lot? Is it something that is that you get, like you have to get your fix? Yes. So um, we have local patients, so I'm able to visit with them pretty often because they're involved in some of those fundraising events that right. we, mm-hmm. we hold. But I do get to come to the hospital about seven times a year, mm-hmm. mostly at the beginning of the year. So the last half of the year, I'm always right. um, itching to come back to the hospital. Sure. And I... Any, every time I come back to the hospital, I'm rejuvenated, and um, I go back to my with a full gas tank, right? With a, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I just have that extra fire underneath my butt, you know. Right. Yeah. So it is. I'm lucky enough to be able to go to the, the hospital and bring our partners, mm-hmm. and like you guys. Right. So you can see the amazing work that your fundraising sure. is going towards. Right. And I just get to show you around, um, but they're. I get to take um, about six different committees and mm-hmm. organizations and partners that are supporting the whole Yeah. To, to it's been about five years since I've been, mm-hmm. and, you know, just coming back this weekend, it was uh, it was more amazing than it was five years ago. And five years ago, it was amazing. Um, and, you know, just seeing all the different things that St. Jude offers these kids and these families that come out here um, the thing that I like most about it is that they almost want to just bring you peace of mind don't worry about the bills that's all taken care of just be parents be parents to your child and, and take care of your take care of your child and some of the stories from over the weekend were just unbelievable about people who had literally hours to figure out what they were going to do with their child and being informed by a doctor at a different hospital that time is limited and uh, I know somebody which was one of the things that was you know discussed a lot um, with the doctor saying that uh, they go out and, and they can teach the other physicians and so it's, it's like, hey, I got a guy. I know a guy. And they make that phone call. And all right, now how do I get there? I forget what the boy's name was from the Bahamas. Um, it began with a K, I think. 
I, I'm not sure. I, I, yeah, he, he was. Uh, he, he, yeah, no doubt. And, you know, what's he, a sophomore in college now? So he's, he's my daughter's age. And I can't imagine what goes through a parent's mind from the Bahamas and they fly to Miami and the doctor is, it's uh, grim news. But lo and behold, I know a guy. And that guy is in Memphis and that guy's at St. Jude. And we're not only going to get, you know, take care of you there we're going to get you there which is really great and I think that's I think that's what a lot of people don't understand and that's where I go back to my thing like hey this is a hospital in Memphis why are we taking care of this hospital because if your child is sick in Phoenix we could put you on a plane and get you there and not only that the research that's being created at the hospital is used right at some of your local institutions right so you know local children's hospitals are vital for a community if my child has a broken arm I want to send them mm-hmm. to you know your, yeah. your local children's hospital but we see the sickest kids you know yeah. and and we share all of our research freely so local hospitals are able to use that right this weekend was very emotionally taxing um, I had a friend whose uh, daughter was at St. Jude this is where I get emotional um, so I have that kind of indirect experience with the hospital um, I kind of you know live lived that experience through my friend and his family and his daughters and whatnot but the time that they spent there and what I found interesting is um, the little boy who was becoming a police officer oh man I forgot his name but he was so amazing in his story um, and how he was worried about the kids mm-hmm. he was worried about the other kids mm-hmm. in the hospital and he was going through so much and that's the way uh, Natalia was she wanted to make sure the kids were warm so it was all about blankets so her family carried on with providing blankets for kids at PCH and CHOP in Philadelphia and, and all these other places and it seems like these kids just like the doctors and the nurses and from everything from check-in to work they're always concerned about the kids and they develop relationships with the kids um, where that's not very common yeah so one of my favorite things about the hospital and I think you probably saw this when we were touring this week and um, you just want to make sure that when a child is at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital they have the opportunity to be a kid still right they're going through something so unimaginable but you know these we treat kids from birth to you know 18 years old and they're missing a part of their childhood so we, we do what we can to um, make it a happy place right. for them to you know kind of grow make it um, not and a thrive hospital. and exactly so you you're walking through the halls of the hospital and it's very colorful and vibrant the artwork, and artwork and everywhere yeah um, we have a team <laughs> art gallery um, where our team patients are able to showcase their their mm-hmm. art skills um, and put them in the hallways and the hallways themselves are painted and you go through when you're transitioning through seasons and I don't know if you saw the um, some of the kids that were painted on their head little world heads because they yeah. want them you know to look like some of our patients right and, right um, not only that we have our little red wagons that they're transported in because mm-hmm. that's not as scary as being transported right. in, in a bed. hospital bed yeah so, exactly um, we have our red wagon 
station, you know, you see hundreds of them going through the hospital. So, right. Um, and not even that, like, it's as simple as when you're walking into the doors and you're going through registration mm -hmm. and the counters are child height so a yeah. child can stand up or sit down and not feel intimidated by right. a counter being you know at their parents exactly. level. they can see everything that's happening um, so that's really important at St. Jude that the kids are still kids even though yeah, they're going uh, through a very grown up and just really upsetting right. thing in their life yeah yeah, the one boy yesterday was talking about how he's like, it's so colorful in here. It doesn't even look like a hospital, you know, and it, I thought that was really cool. Um, I mean, so as you continue to fundraise and you continue to do these events, and, and uh, it was such a blessing to be a part of everything that happened all, over the weekend. Um, and we're so lucky to have amazing partners, um, especially our radio friends. Yeah. So it's not just a radio, a two-day radio event. It's exactly. a year-round partnership. Uh, so we're, we're extremely lucky because right. we have had, you know, Cool and Camel and right. um, Lives come out to our events and MC events for us mm -hmm. and be a part of our walk around and the cancer and even as simple as like getting us auction items for our dinner right you yeah know, you yeah guys are, you guys have been very integral partners of ours and we couldn't do what we do right without you guys so. well and I, and I just think that there's so many there's so many you know parents and like I said you know my friend Anthony and and uh, Suzanne whose daughter passed and you know there's always some connection to cancer and there's you just never know and I'm you know I'm a parent of two young daughters and I can't imagine what I would do if any of that if I had to make any of those decisions or what I would have to do to 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 move forward and it's good to know that there's something happening in all these big markets where it's yeah the hospital's Memphis but it's for everybody and including all the stuff that you're doing around the world and and what were the stats again on the uh, uh, like the percentage of cancer that's cured mm -hmm. uh, it's like it was so limited back when Danny founded it and now it's up to like what 80 90 percent yeah so the most common form of childhood cancer which is acute lymphoblastic leukemia ALL uh, so when the hospital opened up in 1962 our survival rates were 20 percent wow. and now they're over 80 percent right so that's incredible that's, sure that's um, it seems like such a short amount of time and, and that's from all you, I mean all your research in the hospital right it right. like happens right. right there right yeah and that's so, what I don't think a lot of people get. Right. And I know, um, so Dr. Downing, our CEO of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, just met with the UN and the United Nations um, and made a proclamation that he wanted to he wanted to push the overall childhood cancer survival rate around the globe to over 70%. Right. Which right now... It's like slim to none in some is, places. Yeah, so... Four out of five um, children in around the world, when they're diagnosed with childhood cancer, will not survive. Right. So that's that's awful. That is, yeah. It so is I terrible. think it's incredible that um, we have the resources and 
we want to be able to, to share that around the globe. Um, we don't want to keep it to ourselves. Right. So um, I think that's really important. Yeah, it was. It's kind of. It was kind of. It was really neat to hear. Or an. Um, they got on the bus and said, okay, when you get back home, we want you to talk about everything you saw. Whereas sometimes we go to these conventions and it's like, ah, we got to kind of be closed-lipped about this because of this, that, and the other thing. But this was very much, we needed you to spread the word. Or in, in the uh, words of one of my favorite marketing people, Seth Godin, is you need to be a sneezer. You need to go out there and just, you know, s- spread spread the word. And... Uh, so tell me about fundraising now. You said you were you're fundraising. Are you raising more money every year? Does it seem to be more? Does it depend on the year? Does it depend on what's going on in the economy? And yeah. So uh, our CEO at Alzac, his name is Rick Shadyak, when he started ten years ago. We were about a $500 million organization, um, and now we're at over a billion and a half dollars um, that we're fundraising each year, and that that number is going up every year. Right. Uh, So that's just been in the last 10 years, so Mm -hmm. the sky's the limit. But like I said, we we need that to operate the hospital because it is Mm -hmm. over $2.8 million a day to to keep the lights on. And it's growing, and it's growing. And when we're there, there, there's construction going on for new things that are happening. Um, at the uh, facility, and as you grow worldwide, I'm sure you gotta, you know, help fund some of that stuff. So right, yeah. And as a fundraising organization, we're not only fundraising to um, support the hospital, but we are also trying to train researchers in other countries so that they can um, share that knowledge as well and use that fundraising knowledge to build their own hospital, create their own protocol. Um, So it goes beyond just us fundraising for a physical hospital. For us to be able to create training resources and opportunities for doctors around the world. Right. I thought the the other thing that I thought was really cool is that a lot of your patients who become cancer free and you do the no more chemo parties uh, uh, that some of those kids come back and work there. We have an entire hallway lined with pictures of um, my co-workers who were patients at one point and that's how much they love the mission of St. Jude. It saved their life so they want to come back and do what they can to save more lives. Right. So that's incredible and we got we get to hear and you saw even a picture of and met a, a patient couple. They met when they were um, patients at the hospital over 20 years ago. Right. And fell in love and, and got married on St. Right. Jude's campus. And now they both work for Alpha yeah, yeah. organization. They, uh, they, um, there's a Phoenix connection with them. Like they, they met in Fe- or they met in Phoenix. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. He was, uh, he was telling me that. Um, 
they uh, met uh, at the Camelback Hotel. Oh. And so Phoenix has a very special place in their hearts, and they got like to come out. Yeah, they've got family out there. They should probably come out for the uh, radiothon on Camel. That would be awesome. Yeah. So just kind of put in perspective, our our sister station, uh, uh, Camel, at 107.9 does a radiothon, and what I want to say it's like. For those November. traveling to Phoenix today, on flight 5782, your flight is delayed. It's about 40 minutes away. As soon as the plane gets here, we'll get everyone off and get you on board and on your way. If you're worried about your connection, please come up and see Karen. Well, there you go. The instructions on the delay of our flight, <laughs> which is all right. But uh, so every December, um, we we do actually two fundraising events with. The walk. Can walk. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, our walk is in September. Right. And Camel and Cool and Live 101 come, 1015 come out and emcee um, the event. In addition to you know bringing people along and, and sure. um, putting spots on the air for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but in December, that's when we do our radiothon. Right. Which is my favorite two days of the year. Um, so uh, on top of that, we also do the Not Just Silent Night concert in which we do a, a guitar auction and right. last year we made $21,000. That's in so amazing. five minutes, you know, I know, auctioning off a few guitars and then that kind of uh, kicks us in gear for our two-day radiothon which yeah. usually takes place shortly after. And the radiothon is amazing in the in the radio station. Just just kind of putting this in perspective for everybody, you have the the pictures of the uh, the patients and and <clears throat> there's just so much love and so much inspiration in the building at that time. Like I'm walking the halls and there's all the phone banks and all the volunteers and there's food everywhere and people are just you know taking those partners in hope and and just phones. yeah and it's just there's a, there's a fever in the building. A good one, and uh, you know, of course, the studio is just filled with people, and there's so much energy and so much, you know, like I said, so much love in the building mm-hmm. on those two days. It's and really, just raw emotion. I know, just being in the studio with the on-air personalities, and um, it's a roller coaster. It's an emotional roller coaster for oh those my gosh. two days. You go this through. This was an emotional. <laughs> yeah, you just go through highs and lows, and you hear yeah. the different story songs and the patient stories, um, and. And yeah, you're you're going through all of those emotions, and mm-hmm. we try and do our best to make everyone cry. I think Tim does a good job of yeah. uh, coming in and, and sure. trying to make everyone cry. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 real life. It's real emotion. It's you know, uh, it's it's something that you know it helps people understand what how real everything is and how they can make a difference. You know. Uh, um, so, yeah, I'm looking fun. forward to it. Yeah, this last year we were able to have a local patient, Bridget, and her mom, Jamie, come and join us for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. So they were able to go on air and, and talk to the listeners and share their story. But not only that, they went into the phone bank, and Bridget was insistent on answering the phones. And she she took that job very seriously. Yeah, she yeah. Was, you know, as soon as it came to credit card information, she passed it over to mom. But sure, Other sure. than that, she right. was working hard, um, <laughs> and she was loving it. So, yeah. and listeners wanted to call in because they wanted the opportunity to talk to her. Talk to her, so yeah. That really got our phones ringing, which yeah, was really great. that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. 
Well, um, any any last thoughts? I mean, I know um, it's a year-round effort, and I know there's, you know, like you said, there's the fundraising that Camel does in December, but uh, and then the Cool and Live, we do other things throughout the year. Um, any parting words for people listening to the podcast as to how they can get involved and how they can contribute? Like I said, it's a year-round effort, so... Yeah, so... I'd say the easiest way to get any information in addition to what we've been talking about today is just seeing you go to work. It's nice and easy. Um, but there's so many different ways to get involved locally, right. nationally, internationally, and all of those opportunities are available um, on our website, seeingtube.org. I am just so lucky and blessed to be able to work with such amazing partners and especially... Um, our friends at Cool and Camel and Life. They are incredible advocates for the hospital and for our patients and for our families. And um, I'm just very lucky to do what I do and to get to, to work with such amazing organizations and partners. So, um, yeah. No, oh, right back at you. I mean, it's a, it's a great partnership. I think we don't... We, we do it because it's the right thing to do and I think a lot of people that do all the donations even throughout the year become partners in hope they do it because it's the right thing to do right. you know uh, and you hear a lot and I don't have a lot to give right but I knew I needed to do this sure and that is really powerful and really yeah. moving to hear that yeah. and we hear it often during those two days mm-hmm. and around the entire year but mostly during those two days like I was driving in my car and I heard you say you know something this is urgent I need you to call now and I don't have a lot to give but I still wanted to give because I I know it's about more than just me so that's really powerful too and um, yeah we're just we have a really great mission to share Um, and so I we've been talking about this whole weekend um, just not keeping what you've learned you know we want everyone to spread the word and to share what they've learned and spread it to the masses so this is the perfect way to do that right well thanks for your time I appreciate it yeah thanks for having me Jessica pretty much took care of everybody for the entire weekend so you're almost kind of like a dead mom you know like you're you made sure we're in the right places at the right time and uh, we we appreciate it my Mary Poppins bag is is emptying quickly (laughs) if you can put an umbrella in that bag that would be funny um, but thanks again for hanging out. Yeah. Appreciate all your your uh, efforts, and uh, uh, you're you're amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Big special thanks to Jessica Hall from St. Jude for sitting down and uh, spending some time. And again, I know the quality wasn't all that great, but uh, there's definitely going to be lots more happening with the radio station and our sister stations here with St. Jude, and more ways that you can get involved. Uh, information on the website. What an amazing organization, and you know, it. Uh, I can't say enough about it. It just uh, has a special place in my heart, uh, and it's um, it's something that uh, you know. I guess uh, the the takeaway from all of this is that yeah, I know the hospitals in Memphis, but it treats children all over the world in some way, shape, or form. Um, and one of them was my friend's daughter, and you never know, it could be someone that you know or someone that you're an acquaintance with. 
uh, that you could pass along the info. So everything that you heard, please share it with your friends, your neighbors, your family members, uh, and just spread the word. It's a it's an amazing organization. So that's going to wrap it up for the Loving Life podcast. It uh, is episode uh, 11 of season two. So we are moving along. I'm loving it. Thanks for listening. I always appreciate your ears. You can subscribe. Please do that. Give us some feedback. We'd love it. It's the Loving Life podcast. Mm-hmm.